Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And we are so excited to bring you guys episode 23. But before we get into it, we just want to give a quick little word about our sponsor. So our sponsor this week is Premier LSAT Prep. Premier LSAT Prep offers high quality tutoring at an affordable price. We know that when we were looking for LSAT Prep courses that it's super important, the affordability. Not everyone can afford, you know, dropping thousands of dollars. So this company does a pay-as-you-go model. So you get to control how long you get tutored for and there's a flat rate of $60 per consultation. Yeah. And the tutors are like most students and started with a low score, but through innovative study strategies, they have worked their way to above a 170. Hundreds of students have made similar score increases. So visit premierlsatprep.com spelled P-R-E-M-I-E-R L. Satprep.com to schedule a free consultation and learn what it takes to reach your goal score. Also, make sure to sign up for Premier LSAT Prep's free LSAT study materials and webinars on their website. Yeah, so definitely check them out if you are preparing for the LSAT. We also want to just you say, you know, hi to all our new listeners and our new Instagram followers. Like, thank you for all the support you've shown us. We checked the charts yesterday. We were at 108 for Woo-hoo! personal journals. So obviously that's a huge accomplishment for us and we wouldn't have done it without you guys. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks as always guys. And because of that, we decided to do a pretty big giveaway. Samantha, you want to tell them what's all going to be in there? Yes. Okay. So if you guys go on our merch website, um, which is listed in our Instagram and in the show notes. Um, you, you can see some of the items that we'll be giving away, but you'll get one Ladies Who Law School sweatshirt. Um, there's like hoodies and sweatshirts and you'll be able to choose which one you want. A baseball cap with Ladies Who Law School design on it. It's a surprise. Yeah, that'll be new merch. Yes. So that's never before seen. Unreleased. (laughs) Then you will get two um, Ladies Who Law School stickers and one of them is an unreleased one as well. So you'll be one of the first people to have that one. A book stand. Yeah. So I know that's a good thing to have as a law student. So we wanted to throw that in there. I know you can get them off Amazon. We're going to make sure it's a sustainable one and one that is also good for the environment. So it's going to, that's a that's an exciting one, I think. Um, why don't you tell us about these two other items? Because you're really familiar with these uh, companies. 
Yeah, so we wanted to support some female-owned brands and just give some items to one of our listeners that would help raise awareness for those brands and just support them. So first off, Daisy Natives, it started in Austin, Texas. They sell like vintage clothing and they're all about supporting women. So for that item, it's going to be a sticker sheet and it has all these cool like small stickers and big stickers. Super cute, by the way. Yeah. And then the other brand we decided to support was Aya Paper Co. With everything that's been going on, we wanted to support a woman of color. And we love lifestyle brands. That's one of my favorite things. So I did a little research and I found her and I just loved her cards. So we're going to give away a few of her cards in the giveaway box. And the last item I think is probably the coolest. It's one month free of Quimby, the gold plan. That's what we both have. Um, And we're going to give that away along with all these other items. It's going to be pretty awesome for 1L. Yeah. I mean, I would say the Quimby, the book stand, like those are the main two things that I would be wanting as a 1L. But to enter, um, you've probably already seen our stories on Instagram, but if you haven't, you can always go to our Instagram at Ladies Who Law School podcast and look at the giveaway post. Just comment, tag your friends. You can enter as many times as you want. And if you want an extra entry, you can also give us a five-star rating screenshot and DM it to us. We um, really, really appreciate when you guys rate us because then we're able to chart. I can't even tell you guys how many new listeners we've had that are all pre-law students. So like, thank you. It's because you guys are helping us out. Yeah. And with all the reviews that we've gotten, it has helped us get found by a lot of people just like us and just like a lot of you. So we just want to make sure that for any of our new listeners out there that you know a little bit about us. So yeah, we're going to just talk a little bit about ourselves for a sec before we dive into our intern diaries and just give you all a background for any new listeners. So I'm from Texas. I grew up in East Texas, um, went to school there my whole life from kindergarten to high school. Both my parents went to Texas Tech University. So I also went to Texas Tech University out in Lubbock, Texas, in West Texas. So I moved across the state and then after graduation, I ended up in Dallas where I worked for about two years and then decided to go to law school. And that is when I moved to Oklahoma. So yeah. Yeah. And obviously we both go to the same law school. So that's how we met. Um, So I was born in Texas as well, but I never lived there, (laughs) never lived there, but I kind of bounced around South America. My dad was in the military. So I did that for a while. And then we ended up in Georgia where I spent high school. And then I ended up going to a small liberal arts college and then transferring to the University of Georgia. And I studied political science in Spanish. And then, yeah, I ended up here in Oklahoma for law school. And I did not take a break like Haley and work between um, undergrad and law school. So I just went straight through. Yeah. And I guess I didn't say what my degree was in either. I forgot about that or what I did when I worked, but I got my degree in public relations and business. And whenever I moved to Dallas, I initially worked for a startup company that was bought out by Nordstrom that was like e-commerce online shopping. So that was probably one of the coolest first jobs you could ever have is like shopping for basically people online. Right. And then I moved to a marketing firm where i did sales for a little bit and then I got in on operations and I loved it. And right whenever I got promoted at work, I also found out I got into law school. So it was just, um, 
an interesting time and I think it's taught me a lot. This has kind of become my hobby podcasting and also the brand that we built here as well. So I feel like that ties a lot into my undergrad, but also, I mean, it also ties into law as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, podcasting, um, we took it up kind of on a whim, but it, it worked out and we're so happy to help you guys. And I guess cool announcement. We got our grades yesterday and we're officially 2 well. Yeah, that's so exciting. We passed, we got credit and we are super happy about it. And now we just have our summer class to worry about and finish up around 4th of July, end of mid, mid July, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then We will start our semester as two L's in August. We have about a month once we finish our summer class till we start. I think that'll be a really nice break. I'm definitely planning on going back to visit my parents in Georgia. So I'm going to make that trip. So I'm really excited. And Haley might come along for that. I've never been out to the East Coast. Um, I've been to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. But I've never been to Georgia or Hilton Head, that area, Savannah, Charleston. I've never been there. So it's going to be exciting summertime trip, probably, because you'll realize whenever you get in law school that there's not a ton of time <laughs> to just travel and enjoy yourself. And I know that's something I really enjoy, and I've been having the itch to travel for sure. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. I think it is going to be a nice break after we finish summer classes because I know like we'll be ending our internships around the end of July and stuff. Um, and we're going to explain our fall schedule situation um, a little bit later in this episode. And we'll you'll understand more about like why we would need a vacation sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, but I guess summer internships, since we're talking about the summer, Haley has finally started her internship. 
Yeah. And she has a lot to tell us. So what do you want to tell us? So, um, yeah, I started my internship at the DA's office in Oklahoma County, and I really love it. It's super interesting. I've learned a lot about criminal law and criminal procedure and just how the process works already in just four days. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the summer goes. But on a different note, along with my internship, though, I have basically have to wear court attire every day because you have to have a jacket. It's really hot and it's summer. It's in the 90s every day. I live right down the street from the courthouse. So the first few days I would walk and I would get to the courthouse and I'd be so sweaty. So I've just been like the the last few days of the week I just drove. And I mean, it costs money to park in the parking garage and I definitely eat out at lunch. And maybe I, you know, I bring part of my lunch and I eat a salad somewhere, you know, but it's been a very eye-opening experience because I go to court a lot. Whenever we talk with our peers and our friends about what they're also doing, you know, it can seem like, oh, I'm not doing that. I hope that I'm still having a good experience. And I do definitely think that I am. I've learned a lot, like I said, about preliminary hearings and pre-trial conferences and what that actually looks like and how just because so many people don't actually have a trial doesn't mean they aren't in front of a judge and multiple judges. And when people plea, they do have the chance to usually negotiate some kind of bargain with the DA. It's also interesting just how DAs and the privates and the PDs, the public defenders all interact and are in the courthouse because everyone who has to be in front of a judge that is an attorney, counsel, has to wear a jacket. So you can basically tell in the courthouse who is an attorney and who isn't. Um, Even me being an intern, I get to like sit at the table with the district attorneys and sometimes I just sit in the jury box and watch people argue and it's pretty cool. So I've definitely liked it. I think you have to be a self-starter and very proactive and take initiative in an office as an intern because they're not going to just come find you. I definitely stop by my superior's office. I'm basically like an intern for a team and I ask them what they need. They can also text me. So yeah, I definitely just dove right in and I'm been was really like a lot and I walked a ton because obviously I walked work the first two days and then Walks all over the courthouse, eight floors, sometimes just taking the stairs because it's quicker. Um, So, yeah. Do you remember any specific thing that you watched in court that was just like maybe a TV moment at all? Or have you not had that yet? Yeah. So there's there's no trials going on right now. So because of COVID, obviously. Also, we have to wear masks like pretty much everywhere I go, wear a mask just so everyone knows. (laughs) And I like Lysol and hand sanitize myself a lot. So the t- most TV moment for me probably was, ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess because, like I said, there's no trial, so it looks a little different than what you'd imagine law and order, right? But I did see this um, just really sad case about someone in a child neglect situation. And basically they just pled they waive their rights to the preliminary hearing, basically saying that the state did have enough to go ahead and convict them. And they were going to eventually most likely plea. So 
That was pretty cool because obviously like a criminal like that, you want to get put away. But a lot of other, you know, things happen in the uh, courthouse can be anything from misdemeanors to felonies. I am supporting the felony team, so I see quite a few assault and batteries, felony drug charges, trafficking charges, big time DUI, and uh, homicides, obviously, manslaughter, things like that. Um, I make a lot of copies for those because there's a lot of files and information on these people whenever you go to trial, especially whenever you get discovery from the homicide team. Um, It can be 500 pages. I actually hand numbered 500 pages because that's just something that you do as an intern. (laughs) So I slept pretty much 12 hours last night and thoroughly enjoyed it. I totally agree with being tired all the time. I feel like you definitely have more of the experience of, um, like you just have a lot more people that can give you work to do. For sure. Um, like for me, like I just have one supervising attorney and I just kind of work with them. So I don't really have, sometimes I don't have anything to do and we're just chatting in the office. Yeah. So I would like some of experience, like kind of like, um, always on the go. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, always running around the courthouse. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think relates would be, I am in court a lot, but it's, I mean, I want you guys to understand juvenile court is so different than adult court. There's no one in the audience. Like we, the interns sit in the jury box, kind of like you do, but there's no one else but the judge and the attorneys. And It is not come and go at all. Um, So it's very different. Of course, I haven't seen, like, just like you, there's no trials. So we haven't seen that. But I think it's really interesting that you um, have, like, almost like the perfect internship to kind of get that criminal law experience. Expose. Yeah, I want to say something, too, because one of the judges that I sit in front of a lot and have this week is the preliminary hearing judge, basically the, the arraignment judge, you're entitled to the right to be seen once you've been arrested in 14 to 30 days or 21 days, some time frame like that. So I sit and take role. Basically, whoever's on the docket, whenever the judge calls their name, you see if they're there and you're right. In county court, it's very in and out. People are in and out a lot. Obviously, they have to be seen by this judge. If you have to get a continuance, that basically means that they didn't show. Sometimes counsel will be there and they won't show, or sometimes they'll be there with no counsel and they'll have to come back with counsel later on. So it's been really interesting just learning that one tidbit about what happens when you're arrested in that process. Do you think that you'll be able to do any research? Because like, I know at my internship, the one thing that I really wish that I would do more of is research because I feel like that's a major part of like what we're, you know, doing in school. Um, So do you think you're going to have the opportunity to do that? Or is it kind of like they see the same things every day? So it's kind of like they already know they don't have much research to do. So whenever you say research, like, do you mean whenever you write memos and briefs and things like that? Yeah. I mean like going on Westlaw, searching case law, writing like a response or, you know, motions. Like we have like pre-written stuff because everything's like a UUMB, which is like unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Like we have so many kids that get those charges that it's just the same Mm -hmm. kind of motion. You know what I mean? 
So I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a different kind of research that you have to do. So basically there's things that we do where we write up different narratives and we have to look at different crimes that happened and the situations and the facts you know like you're saying it can be very routine but also I'm on the felony team so I think that we it's a little bit less about case law and more about arguing emotion or just like what to specifically write or cite to because you're right like there it's very it's a little more um black and white procedural yeah and you see kind of the same thing. It's also very, the judge can make the decision. Like I said, we're not in trial, so it's a little different, you know? People are pleading, people are trying to get out, people are posting bond, you know? Um, if someone is really, like, doing something bad, like the child neglect situation, like, she's going to jail and it's just going to continue on. They're going to plead anyways, right? So you don't really write, I think, until you get ready to go to trial, because that doesn't always happen in criminal law. So I think that has to be taken into account as well. Yeah. I just, I know like our friends that work at firms, like they're on the computer, like searching, researching. So, I mean, I think I would like that experience too. But like I said, I'm, we're both newbies. We might completely change our mind by the end of the summer on yeah, what we want to do. For sure. I mean, research can be done in a lot of different ways. I mean, looking up on Westlaw is obviously like what we're the most attuned to. I think that that's a big time privilege of a law student to be able to use Westlaw. I think um, there's going to be a lot of times I would be just on OSCN, like working for the state. So I think the research can be a little overwhelming. Sometimes the attorney already has cases pulled and maybe you just have to like dig through the file and find the specific thing that they need. So they kind of point you in the right direction too. I think that that is helpful because like you're saying, we're just newbies and we're just trying to be like, where do I even put the case number in? Like (laughs) sometimes I'm like, there's so many spots for a number. Which one's the right one? I know. I mean, I feel like, um, because I started a little bit earlier, obviously. Uh, I feel like I already know so much. And I think our attorney knows too. Because now all the interns are starting to actually do stuff. Yeah. Um, like this week, my uh, fellow intern uh, that interns with my attorney, we got to write like a conflict of interest, you know, mm-hmm. letter. And I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, so it's little things like that that I really appreciate. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even realize that they're going to be important. And then you'll they'll come up a ton. Like no one can really like forewarn you and tell you exactly what you need to know. Like if that was the case and you could just look into your future and be a way different world, right? I mean, so yeah. you just get exposed to a ton of different things and, you know, fingers crossed that you use that in your practice, right? Because It'd be different if we turn out to be civil attorneys, but still like going to court and um, representing people in misdemeanors and municipal things, it's going to take a little bit of that as well. And knowing the court system, I think that's the best thing we're learning right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, even if I don't end up working like criminal law, I think this is an awesome experience. I especially think just seeing like an attorney in court has made me picture myself being able to do that. And I really didn't think that I could be like a trial attorney Mm -hmm. and now watching it, seeing it in real life. I'm like, okay, I could totally do that. Maybe I'll do mock trials. So yeah. yeah. And it just tells you that you can, or maybe not tells you, 
It shows you how to argue, how to have certain body language, how to regulate your voice, what to do, how to recognize how other people might sound, and then how people respond to that is nice because you're basically just trying to take it all in. I know I take notes on my phone like all day. They probably think that I'm just like on my phone all the time, (laughs) but I'm basically just accounting for what I learned that day and different things. And sometimes I'm like Googling it and using criminal procedure online, looking at different like what is pre-trial hearing mean and what do you have to do and how many days and everything like that. So yeah. I mean, I think we're both really happy with the experience so far. And that's all you can ask for when it's an unpaid internship. Exactly. You know, at least we're getting something out of it. Exactly. So I guess the one thing that we've been kind of dreading talking about, but I know that we want to talk about is the updates to our semester this coming semester due to COVID. We got an email this week about what all is going to happen and how things are going to work on campus. And it has us feeling some type of way for sure. Um, confused, worried, all the things because it's just going to be a lot of changes. It's going to be straight 13 weeks, no breaks, just hit the books and coast out right around Thanksgiving. It'll be interesting. It probably won't give us much time to work and we'll basically have to use our Christmas longer Christmas break, winter break time to maybe do a little working and pray that COVID is seized to not exist. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's aware with current news, Oklahoma is definitely one of the states that unfortunately is having a lot of increase in cases. So I think our school is obviously taking precautions because of that. So what they've told us so far is like, it's going to be kind of like a hybrid schedule, right? So we, like she said, 13 weeks straight, no three-day weekends. Okay. And I don't think you guys understand how nice it is having no Fridays to just relax or just breathe for a second. I mean, literally last episode, we were like, please take a day off, like, or at least a half day. Yeah. And now um, I'm just starting to feel anxious. Well, I mean, also you have to take into account that it's not every Friday that we're going to be going to school. It's six Fridays out of 13 weeks, so seven Fridays that we don't. So it's probably every other week. It'll just make us have to be really good at managing our time, and you're just going to have to be really open with your employer slash volunteer person Mm -hmm. because you're like, there's nothing we can do about it, you know? Yeah. Um, The in-school procedures... Of course, we have to wear masks. So I don't know how they're really going to be dividing our classes up because, Mm -hmm. like example, evidence we take with our section. We can't have 70 people in one classroom if everyone has to be six feet apart. So I think they're going to be splitting us up into smaller sections or maybe even online portions. I mean, we don't really know. If you're super at risk as well. Mm -hmm. And then... um, yeah, we have finals, like you said, right before Thanksgiving, and then we're done. Um, but we haven't had our finals schedule released to us yet, and I think that might change um, maybe my schedule. I might be dropping classes and adding others if I can, depending on... I don't really want to take two finals in one day. Yeah, I agree with that. So there might be ha- I might have to move things around, depending... Um, yeah, and if anything's open, I mean, I haven't even gotten on Blue Link to check because it just this is all very new for us, and we're just basically trying to figure out what um, we might be able to do. Yeah, and I mean, 
when we're telling you guys this stuff, it's because we know like a lot of you are one L's or zero L's about to be one L's. And most likely if our school is doing this, your school probably is already announced. It's going to be all online or you're doing a hybrid like us. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know how I, I think it's going to be a learning curve for everybody. I feel like we're going to feel like one L's Yeah. again. I think the new one L's it's going to be, very different than undergrad, um, like schooling you're used to, right? Yeah, it's going to be much different than undergrad online classes. Like, do not expect that, mm-hmm. please, because it's going to be way more intense and way more amount of information. Especially for the one L's coming in, the fact that we have like this 13 week really compressed schedule. Like I'm pretty sure it's so no one's really leaving on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. So if you are one L going into this situation, I think this is like one of our episodes we talked about before, like setting expectations. Like this Mm -hmm. is this kind of situation where you need to set expectations with your family and friends, because I'm telling you, like if we barely had time when we had normal school to go do like go visit and all these other things yeah. without being completely pressed for time. It's going to be really difficult. It's going to be like a marathon and you're just going to have to run those 26 miles and just stretch it out because it's going to be long, but it'll be worth it in the end. Exactly. And I think that if all the students that have to go through all of this, I mean, think about it. If we end up at, like at the other side, pat like, you know, graduating, passing the bar, then you've already conquered a very difficult time in your life in a very weird way with COVID. Yeah, and adopt or die. I mean, I hate to say that so bluntly, but seriously, like you're going to have to adapt to new things that work all the time, especially if you're going to start your own firm, like that's a startup. So things are always going to have to be changing for the better. And that's just part of life. So I think it's COVID can be sad because things are changing from what we did know before. And of course I really loved it, but it's also can be something new and beautiful at the same time. I think a really important point that like you literally just said, and my attorney had told me too, when we were talking about this whole like scheduling thing, she's like, well, look at my schedule every day. The amount of times I have to set back appointments, Mm -hmm. can't meet with clients. My clients don't show up. Mm -hmm. I don't have a document from the DA, so I can't go to court and I have to get a, like lawyers have to adapt every day. And I think multiple times. Yeah. And I think us working, especially like with the public, right. Mm -hmm. Things are not, um, as scheduled, right? Yeah. Things are always changing. Like you can't control other people. You can't control the world. And you sure as heck can't control people wearing masks and taking care of themselves and washing their hands. So all you can do is take care of yourself. And I think that that's what the school is trying to do. Take care of themselves and in turn, the students that pay them. Yeah. And I know that a lot of you guys are probably wondering like, well, if it's going to be online, because I know I had this question, like, what about tuition? And I think that it's a case by case basis. Every school is going to do what they want with their tuition. But like, for example, our school, like we have faculty we need to pay. I know Mm -hmm. that, I mean, it's hard to think, where's my money going? Yeah, because some of these fees go to pay for all the secretaries that all the professors who were lawyers have that file all the things that we're still doing and learning about because we still have to be tested, right? Like it goes to their salaries. They're part of a budget. 
I mean, I think our school was really gracious and gave us some money back. And I think it was for parking whenever really we still got almost three fourths of our parking, right? Like we'd lost some money on printing, but they still adapted and made it to where we could send stuff over if we needed to get printed, especially for the kids taking the bar. And they also were, we could apply for a grant if we needed money and I mean, everyone that applied got the money, which was a large amount. And a lot of schools are doing that. The CARES Act is going to continue most likely if COVID continues on the track that it's at, which it looks like it's doing. There's going to be more things like that. So just be on the lookout and make sure you're communicative with your teachers. I know if you're going to be in 1L, this is a crazy time. I'm sure you're wondering if you should defer. I don't know what I would do. That's a very big question. Personal choice. I think, um, I I mean, look at what your school's doing. I think that there's, I mean, if you're still making decisions on what school to go to, maybe look at how your school responded to COVID and that could be a huge determining factor of where you want to go. But I wouldn't be discouraged if you're supposed to start in the fall. And I know that even for us that we've already done a year, like it, it, at first it was kind of discouraging to think, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, another semester of possibly just, um, just craziness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I understand it can be extremely daunting, Mm -hmm. but I would just say, don't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Stay positive. We always want people to stay positive. If you guys ever need anyone to talk to, like DM us, because we have things to vent about too. Um, And this is surely a thing that a lot of people are going to be venting about. Um, And feeling some type of way about. I mean, I think COVID has caused um, a lot of stress in everyone's life. For sure. So... Your feelings are validated, but don't give up. Don't give up. Cause I, yeah. I know that if you're we listening to this podcast and if you've listened from the beginning, like you obviously probably want to go to law school. So yeah. So keep it up and fingers crossed that COVID dies down after the semester. I know saying during was a big stretch, but after the semester and we can go back to somewhat similar to a normal life of what we had before where we can use our law schools and we can print and we don't have to do no things ahead of time. Obviously this is making us better, but some of that normalcy I do miss. Yeah, I agree. Well guys, I know that that was a little bit sad of an ending, but (laughs) sorry, (laughs) we love you guys. And I want to go back to all of your amazing ratings and reviews. Can't seriously thank you enough. Um, Just the feedback that we've gotten. It's in the questions we've gotten and the information that we put out there and the responses that we've gotten is so great and gracious. And we can't thank you enough. Keep it up. We love you guys. And don't forget to Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, let us know um, if you have any questions for us. Also, a lot of you have messaged saying that you don't know how to join like the pre-law Facebook group that we have. So I don't really know like how to search for it because I've tried to and it's hard to find. So if you want to be in this Facebook group, just DM us and we'll add you to it. Um, and that'll just be easier because I know yeah. that you guys probably want to join that or... If you don't want to do a Facebook group, 
I mean, we have a lot of people that are about to go to law school and I'm sure you guys would love to talk to each other. So maybe we can form a group me or something. I don't know. Just putting ideas out there. Yeah. Let us know if you have any ideas because we've been tossing group me around as well. We didn't really know what else is out there. So let us know if you, if anything comes to mind. Other than that, guys, we will talk to you again next week. And as always, stay safe, wash your hands and be kind. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.